Pete, do you hear that? Your, the sound of your sweat? No, not the sound of my sweat, although it is very hot in my apartment right now. No, uh, there's music in the air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some wonderful music. And do you know why? I'm going to admit I do. Okay, that's right, because you and I did some work, and by you and yeah. I, I mean exclusively you. <laughs> Why don't you tell the listeners the new amazing thing that no. we are offering, and by we, I mean you! <laughs> it's, it is neither amazing, and you should take credit for it. But mm. this really, all the credit for this goes to uh, Daniel. Daniel. Oh, Say okay. again, Daniel. Because Daniel is a person of uh, human origin who said, who wrote us a listener submission, and he said immediately and quite clearly, this is not an anxiety, alerting us to the nature of of uh, oh. Daniel's post. So, uh, Daniel says, I'm writing because I love the music you play on the show, and I'm wondering if someone has made a Spotify playlist <gasps> that collects all the music. Oh, if fun. not, is there just a list of songs somewhere so I can make the playlist myself? And whenever somebody says, so I can do it myself. You. I immediately read that as like the most passive aggressive tone <laughs> I could ever possibly read because I am who I am. That's how right. I'm wired. Yeah. Uh, and so I immediately thought, well, of course we should have a podcast, but I'll tell you the thing. We should have the, the playlist. Yeah. But the thing is, Tom, you know, like know. where we get our music, uh, it's uh, it is wall, not sort of. Yeah, it's behind a wall, so you can't just build a playlist of the music that we on the service that we use. We use it with permission, but you, we are a part of this service, right? We every artist that we use, we we pay right. uh, as a part of the service that we we use. But it turns out the artists are releasing stuff in the service that we use. I don't know why I'm saying it like it's in witness protection. It's called Artlist. <laughs> okay, and, right. uh, and And so w- what they do for us, the artists, is they release their songs as something we can purchase. They also release like instrumental versions of their, of the same mm-hmm. song. So we can use them and fade in and out and do all kinds of stuff from a production side, which we normally wouldn't do. But they also have released, most of these artists, the songs on Apple Music and Spotify. Ah. And so we I went in last night and I put as many of the tracks as I could that are available into playlists which are now available on the website. So if you go to the website and you're looking at anyone What's that website again? Uh you know, what's that smell.net or truestory.fm/what's that smell. Yeah, so there's new buttons at the top. There, is. there are new buttons at the top, and so you can still submit your anxiety. That's always been there. But now you can jump straight to either Apple Music or Spotify, and I will keep the playlist updated whenever we add a new song. In fact, right now, as you're listening to this, uh, there were probably two more songs on there than you've ever heard, because I'm putting them up there before the show even goes live. That's right. Just willy-nil. Willy-nil. That's wow. right. That's what we're doing. So, uh, But it's really fun. And, and frankly, I love having all the music in one playlist. And I just shuffle it up and I listen to it because I love this music. That's it's great. And so. Daniel is not alone. I have been approached over internet or in conversations multiple times for a list of the songs. You know, is there a way that we can get it? And I just never thought that there was because of Artlist. But Pete, you've made our musical dreams come true. And I hope people really do go out and listen to these artists because they're fantastic. Right. So if you want to listen to We Are the Good and Scooty Wop, oh, or, <laughs> or one of my favorites, uh, Flutes Will Chill by yep. Kick Tracks. Oh, I remember that I one. I love that one. Uh, there's another one, uh, Vikings in Tibet. Oh, I <laughs> love Vikings in Tibet. I've been so excited. And of course, a real banger, 
Ben Bostick's <laughs> My Country. My Country. The song that I suggested and you listened to the first part and went, no, because the country's almost in a civil war. But then if you listen to the end of that first chorus, you understand he's talking about something non-controversial. I'm a That's huge right. fan of My Country, My Damn Country. <laughs> So thank and, you so much for doing that, Pete. Yeah. I'm going to really, myself, I'm going to go and enjoy listening to it. I, I It's been really fun. So Daniel, thank you so much for uh, writing in and for suggesting that. And I'm so sorry that it took so long to actually get it to you. And in fact, uh, I, I wrote Daniel and it, it, Daniel wrote me back immediately uh, saying, thank you for doing that. And, and I was profusely apologetic. And he said, I must politely decline your apology. Thank you, Daniel. And then you immediately were like, I got to apologize better. (laughs) (laughs) You immediately sent him a cake that says, please, I'm sorry. And the cake has like a QR code to all the songs. No, I I just sent him my laptop and it's when you open it, it's just a playlist that starts playing. (laughs) Perfect. Bags packed, things are moving fast, heading west on I-10, leaving Arizona. No catch, never looking back, but I think that I can see where I'm going. Suitcase living miles away. I haven't showered in days. Focus, ain't no time to waste. No enough to know if there's a chance that I'ma take it. Got me like. Welcome to What's That Smell, a sometimes funny podcast about humans and their anxieties. I'm Pete Wright. And I'm Tommy Metz III. And every week we each drag one of our deepest, darkest anxieties into the light to share it, learn about it, and hopefully laugh about it with all of you. Reach out. Send us the story of your anxiety. Just visit whatsthatsmell.net. At the very top, there's a little bar there, and it says, send us your anxiety. And uh, you just click that button, and you can send us your anxiety completely anonymously. You don't even have to tell us your name. You can make up a name. We don't, seriously don't care. We had someone on the podcast, a listener submission named Paul Diaper Schultz. And I know for a fact (laughs) that is not a real name. (laughs) So go ahead, and you can also use it as an excuse to make us say something stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm regretful that you just made that promise. So there it is. With that, uh, Thomas, I'm going to go first. Tom, I'd like to open with a bullet list. Oh, I like bullet lists. Okay. Yeah. And I think all great podcasts open with bullet lists. Absolutely. So, the more visual <laughs> yeah, the component yeah. for talking is, yes, right. I the f- better. I think, feel like maybe I should tell you uh, the level at which every element is indented, that kind of a thing. So you get a real sense of typographical organizational structure. Okay. No. What I'm really going to do is I'm going to read a list of symptoms, and I <sighs> would like you to tell me what they are categorizing. What they're defining. Would can you do that? All of these, not each. They're all one thing. They're all Copy. one thing. Okay. All right. Here we go. And and I'm gonna tell you, this is a fiendish trick. You're mm. not gonna get it right. Okay. So just so right you know, I'm I'm Great. doing this to make you look bad and you are a foil. So I love you. Okay. Here we go. Rapid heartbeat. Blurred Hyper- vision. Okay. I mean you, you can jump in and I'll just keep going if you're uh, wrong. Hypertension. Sudden mood changes. Uh, medicine changes. Sudden nervousness. Oh, life. <laughs> <laughs> Being Unex- awake. <laughs> uh, unexplained fatigue. Oh, diabetes? <sighs> Pale skin. Jaundice. Headache. Everything. Hunger. Oh. Shaking. Oh. Dizziness. Sweating. 
difficulty sleeping, oh my God. skin tingling, COVID? Trouble, no. trouble thinking clearly or concentrating, loss of consciousness, seizure, or coma. That's, that's, that's the end of the list. Everything. Yeah. You know what? It's a double trick. Because oh. not only was I unable to punk you, you actually got pretty darn close to it. Did I? You sure did. <laughs> With what? Those were symptoms of hypoglycemia. Okay, what's that again? Is that you've got a case of the bleedies? No, that's hemophilia. <laughs> no, that's hemophilia. That's hemophilia. A case, but they actually, that is, it's interesting. When you look up hemophilia in the Oxford English, it does say you've got the bleedies. Which I <laughs> well, I'm still adore. getting all those journals, Pete. They're not going yeah, right. to read that's themselves. The, the original Latin. So what uh, is, I know and I don't know what hypoglycemia is. Well, I'm going to tell Doesn't you in a second. Does it blood sugar? It does. So see, okay. you already know what it means. I use it as the catch-all for, for low blood sugar, right? That is Low just, blood sugar. Okay. I've always said, oh, hypoglycemia is low blood sugar. And it's like, nah, I know things. I know what words mean. But, you know, words do have meanings most of the time. And so <laughs> let's read the definition of hypoglycemia. Okay. Uh, hypoglycemia, also known as low blood sugar, is a fall in blood sugar to levels below normal. <laughs> oh, so it turns out I've been using it right. That's about it. Uh, th this may result in a variety of symptoms, including clumsiness, trouble talking, confusion, loss of consciousness, seizures, or death. Feelings of hunger, sweating, shakiness, or weakness may also be present. Symptoms typically come on quickly. And that's also my experience. Like when you have low blood sugar, when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're not eating a regular diet, when you forget to eat uh, blood sugar, you get these swings of blood sugar. But let's take take a quick step back because this okay. is, uh, when, when I read the bullet list, you remember the bullet list from yeah. a minute ago? Yeah, coma. Your initial thoughts for what I was describing were not hypoglycemia. No. Well, I said hypertension. I said yeah. Diabetes, I said, and then I had joke answers, but those were the two, like, non-funny yeah. ones, I guess. Well, they, yeah, you're right. And, and so, well, let me read you a second list. I'm not going to make you guess this one. Okay. Chest pain, difficulty swallowing, difficulty breathing, shortness mm. of breath, hyperventilation, rapid heartbeat, feeling faint, headache, shaking, dizziness, sweating, nausea, difficulty sleeping, trouble thinking clearly, tingling or numbness, feeling that death is imminent. A lot of that sounds There's like anxiety. Panic attack. Panic attack. Yes, that's but what it sounds. But did you see, like, the overlap there is crazy, right? Why is that? That's what I want to talk about. And this <laughs> is this is crazy to me. Uh, I, and and I just had this conversation huh. with uh, Dr. Dodge, you know, our friend, uh, know. host of host of the thing in my head called It's Probably Worse Than You Think. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And and I brought this up. I was like, "What do you know about the and and what do you think about the the overlap between uh, hypoglycemia and and blood sugar levels and anxiety?" And he did he did this thing. He went, "Oh boy!" He leaned into it. That's crazy, right? Oh. That's what he said. That's crazy, right? And so I've been doing research on this because. Okay. I think that it is fascinating, and all of the research that I found is from the last five years or so, so it's reasonably recent. Like, people are thinking about this, but all of them say the studies that we're doing are way too small, and we absolutely need to research this more because it is, there's so clear so that there is a connection. They're so connected, and people aren't thinking about it. At the very minimum, at the very minimum, you may risk 
thinking that you're having an anxiety event, a panic event, oh, no. when actually you're having a dietary event, right? You're having right. a blood sugar event. And hypoglycemia is absolutely precursor to diabetes, right? It okay. is a functional, like, red carpet. And so not knowing, <laughs> like, misinterpreting your mood disorder for a uh, a physiological disorder is super dangerous. And, you I know, would have, you, before hearing you talk, I would have said that diabetes, or hy- hyperglycemia comes from not, comes from outside. You're not putting the right things in your mouth, and panic attacks come completely from inside. Yeah. And they meet in the middle. And they meet and they in the make, middle. They both make you sweat, shake, and have no idea what's going on in the world. Oh, man. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right? Ugh. It's exhausting <laughs> to me. So, if you, so t- uh, take a step back. How yeah. do you, what's your experience with like low blood sugar? Do you have an experience with low blood sugar, or are you just a pretty even keel kind of blood guy? <laughs> I think I'm pretty even keeled. I've never been diagnosed with something. I've never been told like quick. I've only been told like quick eat this cookie or have this orange juice after donating blood. Mm-hmm. Blood. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, but I've never. There's never been like a huge mood swing that someone was like, "Here, have a Snickers." I'm not well, saying that yeah. I haven't had it, but it hasn't ever been diagnosed by myself or by someone else. I don't really. I would. I think if you would have said list all the things that happen with low blood sugar, I would have just mm-hmm. said fatigue because sugar makes you excited, and that's really all I know about it. I wonder now that we've had this conversation if this will stick a little bit in the back of your mind because mm. the reaction your body has to sugar and maintenance of sugars over time is fascinating. And when you connect that to the way your brain is working at any given moment, um, you can learn a lot about yourself, right? And it, for me, it's always a little bit dismissive. Like, uh, you know, I'll hear this, oh, uh, yeah, dad's cranky. He hasn't eaten kind of a thing, mm. you know? And it's just, yeah, it's like, fine. Like, I feel it That's from in one my of your limbs. Fan children? I feel- <laughs> dad's a little cranky. He hasn't had his stew yet. <laughs> I like the right. voice you use. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, that was a that was a 19-year-old girl that I was just impersonating there. It's Perfect. just so, so weird. Um <laughs> But but the the catch all is is the same, right? And and yeah. so I've always just had it in my head, like oh, I need to I need to go have an apple or a peach or something, and just huh? kind of make sure my blood sugar's up, because you know the you kind of need to look at the the specific connection your mood has to specific foods, like just straight processed sugar, Snickers, yeah. candy bars, right? Obviously, that's a thing. It makes you it makes you kind of hyper, but for a very brief times right? right and and can be dangerous if you do that a lot as a mood regulator it's too much right. sugar it yeah. one can uh, increase weight gain but two it can truly mess with your brain sure um and the well. uh, bread breads and carbs like simple carbs um, me. yeah lots of breads that also is that's a sugar i mean they all break down to sugars mm-hmm. and uh all of those things not if you eat them right <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how you chew. All <laughs> oh, right, and okay. then alcohol, of course. Alcohol's just Oops. sugar, right? And so, uh, alcohol, breads, sugars—like they're all in the same kind of yeah. kind of thing, right? Um, and fruits and vegetables have a different cause, a different right. reaction, and give you that much more sustained kind of, uh, depending on the fruit. Sustained. I don't know really anything about this. I just am telling you, these are the things I notice in my own body. And I was super curious when I started reading the symptoms list. So 
a little bit more on hypoglycemia, and forgive me as I read. Uh, the most common cause of hypoglycemia is medications used to treat diabetes, such as insulin and sulfonylureas. Risk is greater in diabetics who have eaten less than usual, recently exercised, or drunk alcohol. Other causes of hypoglycemia include <laughs> kidney failure, certain tumors, such as insulinoma, liver disease, hypothyroidism, starvation, inborn error of metabolism, severe infections, reactive hypoglycemia, and a number of drugs, including alcohol. We're filing all of those under side effects. (laughs) Those seem like the main show. (laughs) Right. Low blood sugar may occur in otherwise healthy babies who have not eaten for a few hours. So really what we're saying is hypoglycemia is the catch-all of, yeah, low blood sugar, blood sugar below normal. Also, it can kill you. And by the way, Dad, we're comparing you to a, a otherwise healthy baby who has not eaten for, for the last few hours. <laughs> now get out and fix the fence. <laughs> so apparently they are studying this relationship between anxiety and hypoglycemia because this growing body of evidence suggests yeah. that uh, the relationship between mood and blood sugar or glycemic highs and lows uh, is real. It's like legit. And and if you don't know, you can misinterpret what your body is trying to tell you. And and in no way am I saying that like your anxiety is just because you are cranky because you haven't eaten. Not at all. What I'm saying is on both ends of the spectrum, things are messed up and you really should know which one you're experiencing at any given time. And I think I have a history of doing both, right? I know I have a history of hypoglycemia and rapid blood sugar crashes. And I also know I have experienced severe panic attacks and limb numbness and all these things when otherwise my blood sugar is fine. I know that I have both of those. And I also know I'm sure in my history, I have misinterpreted the two and had a blood sugar crash. Because we talked, I think, I don't remember, a week, two ago, where I've been working with my therapist about breaking down what I'm feeling because I'm so used to piling everything under anxiety when it's like, well, it's anxiety and dread and stomping my foot and old memories, like all of these things kind of together. This is just another thing in that horrible mosh pit (laughs) to think about. But I mean, but I shouldn't say horrible mosh pit because the more you know, the better you glow. (laughs) That's a good one. Let's let's make a shirt. I just came up with that. That's terrible. The more you know. Wait, somebody write that down. Intern. The more you know, glow, glow, no. The better you glow. And then the the shirt comes back and it says, glow nose and we're like yeah i didn't write it down either um no but that makes tons of sense because so much of it's coming from everywhere i wonder how many times my anxiety has been either started or made more severe because that's that's what like i would think it would either light the match or pour gasoline on it yeah yeah Wow, That's wow. right. So what it what I started thinking about, and I'm you know I'm always futzing around with my diet, um, yep. because you know my my general uh, guiding principle is that whatever I eat should end in erger, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and and its accoutrements. Yep. And so I, as I'm doing this research, I was looking into like what are the things you can do with your diet to help stabilize the your blood sugar regulation over mm-hmm. time and uh is there is there a, a, even a realm in which I could live that uh where I could do this 
Right. And you're not it, completely miserable every day. Yeah. Right. right. And and there are some highs and lows yeah, to the to this chapter of the story. And I hope you're okay by the end of it. Oh no. Oh, so this are things to eat or not to eat. That is the question. If you were to follow what is called a low glycemic diet. This is gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. Let's first talk about the benefits because I want to open with the sale. I want oh, okay. you to know what the benefits are. Like what what could be a, what, improved blood sugar regulation? We've already talked about right. A low glycemic index diet mm-hmm. can improve your blood sugar management over time, and especially if you are have any indicators that you're pre diabetic, you you need to be on this diet anyway. It's going to make you just feel better and more even. Your energy will be more regulated. Increased weight loss. Right? right. If you uh, are struggling with weight, uh, it's the sugars are doing stuff and they're okay. making you inflamed in your joints and you're you have more intestinal like organ fat that's hiding inside uh. and you need to kind of strip that. Well, there is uh, support. The research supports that weight loss through a low glycemic index diet would would help and sure. reduce cholesterol levels. If you're dealing at all yep. with a uh, with higher cholesterol or triglycerides, um, you know, low glycemic diet can help reduce LDL cholesterol. So heart disease, you don't have to worry about that so much. Right. Okay. So there's three really good That's things right about your game. body. Yeah. One, fruits, apples, berries, oranges, lemons, limes, grapefruits, low glycemic index fruits. I can truck with all of those. Oh, fruits. great. Those are great. I feel good about that. Yeah. yeah. Non-starchy vegetables. I don't have a great time with broccoli or cauliflower. I'm not oh. big broccoli or cauliflower. I do love me some spinach salad. I don't like cooked sure. spinach, but if just loose leaf spinach is great. Okay. Tomatoes, awesome. Carrots. I could eat carrots exclusively <laughs> like Bugs Bunny. I love carrots. I Got could it. do that all the time. Snack, morning, noon, and night. I love carrots. Whole grains. Yep. Quinoa. Couscous, barley, like buckwheat, farro, oats, oats, whole oats. I can do some oats anytime. I got. I like a good oatmeal. <laughs> oats, me and oats. What? Yeah. What's I, like I, when I'm out <laughs> mending a fence? Yeah, I no, eat some I, oats. I was. I was going to say instead of saying I just laugh, but it, it this matches your ranch hand lifestyle. <laughs> oats, a spittoon. I'm set for days. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> okay, legumes. Lentils, black beans, chickpeas, kidney beans, all are good. Beans are, beans beans are, those beans are okay. And fiber. Now we get into the extremely high glycemic index. Wait, you forgot one on the low list. You didn't say nachos. I was listening the whole time for (laughs) nachos are fine. They are a natural reducer of, because that's just all of that. Like you're okay with all of everything. All of those things sound good, but. I'm worried about what's on this other list. <laughs> oh, because usually yeah. some of those are a side dish to the main, again, the main event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bread. Just bread. Oh, I Bagels, don't eat white bread, but okay. non pita bread breads, right? Enriched white flour, sugar breads. But whole wheats Not are great. okay, right? Multigrains? I like whole, those. Whole grains are the bread okay. for you. Whole Got grains. It. Okay. Rices, white rice, jasmine rice, arboreal rice. There are rices that are okay, but now we're back up into the whole grains, right? That and oh, so couscous. white rice is bad for you. That oh, so never... bad, really so bad. Yeah, but anyway, I know. Go ahead. Cereals, instant oats, breakfast cereals. It just says breakfast cereals, Tom. Just huh. breakfast cereals. What about magic I don't know. I, I I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a very that's pa- a whole pasta. Aisle. 
I don't know if you know this. I'm still 13 in my head, yeah. and I need my breakfast cereals. Uh, pasta and noodles, starchy vegetables, I baked I need my goods, breakfast noodles. Go ahead. Cake, <laughs> cake, donuts, cookies, croissants, muffins. Sure. You got to sure. stop that. Uh, and, uh, snacks, chocolate, crackers, microwave popcorn, chips, pretzels, sugar-sweetened mm. beverages. Stop all of them. That includes soda, fruit juice, and sports drinks. Oof. Really, if you could just drink water, Great. you'd be fine. I have a friend who's like, the best thing I ever did in my life was just train my brain to say the only thing that I drink that is liquid is water. I don't drink any juices. I don't drink really alcohol. I just, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm having a meal, I drink water. And uh, that's, a, that's a good way to, to do yeah. it. So ideally, you want to replace all the things on that list with lower glycemic index to monitor your, your, your blood sugar throughout the day. And again, back to the anxiety thing, to eliminate hypoglycemia, pre-diabetic mood swings from right. your emotional, like neurological mood swings right. that you that you address differently than diet. So just be able to separate those things. I think that can go a long way to, you know, figuring out your body brain stuff. Eating right? healthy is too important. Oh, it's so important and such a bummer sometimes. I God, know. Ugh. What a buzzkill Pharaoh is for crying out loud. <laughs> I don't know what Pharaoh is, but if you... Do you know why? Because nobody brings Pharaoh to a party. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm having a Super Bowl party. Could you bring the Pharaoh? No. You know why? You're not even invited to that party if you were yeah. a candidate yeah. for Pharaoh. <laughs> you show up and it's just like the dump. And they're like, oh, sorry, we probably sent you to the wrong dump, you oh, idiot. We, we moved, yeah. dumbass. <laughs> you know why? Because you brought Pharaoh last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. March 1990 marked the first multi-party election in the former Soviet Union when Boris Yeltsin took over as leader of the country. What followed was messy. Two failed coups, the fall of the Communist Party and the USSR. The economy cratered, and the market economy made for a shock to citizens and corporations alike in a move toward mass privatization. Even more shocking, what came with the new rise in inequality across the country were gross social impacts. Life expectancy tumbled. In the last 10 years of the last century, birth rates dropped so precipitously it defined a new term in the country, the thin generation. And the United Nations prediction on population as a result shows the population could drop by as many as 20 million by 2050, thanks in no small part to this non-trivial period between 1991 and 2001. So things were rocky. Businesses had to get creative to find and expand their markets in the country. Enter PepsiCo. Now, of course, Pepsi had been shipping its flagship soda to the country since the mid-70s in the form of syrup, then made into cola in-country. For decades, they'd actually been paid in Stolichnaya. Yes, that's vodka, which the company would then sell stateside. With the onset of change after the election, Pepsi entered a new era of partnership with the country. Gorbachev had said that ending shortages of consumer goods in the country was the highest civic priority. They welcomed the company into the country with open arms, promising to double bottling plants and produce 75 million cases of cola per year, up from just 39. They'd introduce aluminum cans in favor of bottles, improve transportation infrastructure. In total, this deal would be worth $3 
billion dollars and a ton of support from the government. But alas, how does the country in such straits pay for such an accord? Of course, the stole was still on the table. In addition, the Russians would end up throwing in 10 freighters, a military cruiser, a frigate, a destroyer, and, oh yeah, 17 submarines. In exchange for a lot of Pepsi, Russia made a U.S. multinational corporation the sixth largest ocean-going military in the world. Now that's support. See, in comparison, inviting you to join the crew of What's That Smell Panic Pals is trifle, a pittance. For just $35, you become part of our support of independent podcasting. We don't track you. We don't collect information. We need to send you member stuff. No advertising. Just 12 steaming hot episodes of anxiety content. And members get to join us for the live stream recording sessions. They get early access to each and every episode. They get their own anxiety coupons, a private, personal, bespoke podcast feed, and a collection of our new Season 6 stickers. Your donation will not renew automatically. This is a one-time contribution to support the production of Season 6 of What's That Smell? Become a Panic Pal today. You started your anxiety this week with a few questions for me. Now, I have a few questions for you. You ready? Excellent. Excellent. Okay. About how often would you say, in a week, you laughed so hard you cry a bit? I I don't think I can do that weekly. I think it's maybe monthly. Once or twice a month. How often in normal conversation do you wink? I don't. I'm not. No. Not a winker? No. Not a winker from way no. back? Okay. What? Am I a schoolyard pervert? What are you talking about? <laughs> the, the, the worst kind of perverts. Well, how about in the middle of a conversation, you just stick out your tongue? Maybe, maybe sort of close your what? eyes, stick out your tongue. What are you talking about? What is what is going on here? I don't, of course I don't do that. Okay. Of course. Well, am I like a cartoon character now? Oh, you got it. Based on text with my friends, Pete, they're doing these things multiple times a day. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not severely dehydrated from laugh crying all the time and like having migraines from winking and flapping their tongues. Yes, Pete, as you've just guessed, I am talking about emojis. And this brings us to a listener submission. Outstanding. This one comes to us from Amy D. Amy D writes, and I believe, by the way, that the D stands for delightful. Here we go. Amy writes, first, thanks for the show. Love that you guys are coming back again for another season. I think I don't know how to do emoji. I have been using a purple heart emoji a lot and just used it with my manager about a new project I was working on. I thought it was just a fun thing to use to say that I love it, but I don't love it. I just got a link from a friend with all the emoji heart meanings. They all mean something. So, crap, now it's something like compassion and monetary wealth? What? Did I just tell my boss I'm sorry someone died and I want a raise? Also, the Purple Heart has something to do with a K-pop band? I went from thinking these things are cute and fun to feeling old in about 24 hours. I still love them, but I'm anxious. I'm communicating something different than what I'm communicating. Help. Signed, Anxious in Akron. I don't live in Akron. Amy. (laughs) 
Wow, this is good. And this is I can't believe you drew that one. This one is like tailor made for you. It is tailor made for me. This is incredible. Uh, Here, first and foremost, Anxious Amy, thank you so much for submitting. And you know you're not alone because I glanced or touched upon this a bit way back in the first episode of season two when I talked about the fear of being misunderstood over texting. But we kind of glossed over emojis in particular. So, Pete, I say we get into it. Oh, and Amy, I'm ready. by the way, if you think you feel old, I still call them emoticons. <laughs> so I'm like a cave painter. Uh, real quick, I want to check in with you, Pete. You seem like a medium emoji user. I checked our, our text thread over the past week, and you sent me only five emojis, which isn't a ton. And they were pretty much straight over the plate, with four of them being simple smiley faces. What is your personal feeling about emojis before we continue? <sighs> Man, I... I have to tell you, I do love emojis, but I am right. You're right. I'm a very simple emoji user. Right. Um, and, and I have Straight this. This is actually really fun because I have this app on my on my Mac called Rocket, and it allows you to just very quickly put emojis anywhere you want by just typing colon, and then you start typing the emoji, like H-E-A-D, and it'll automatically fill like headphones or... Oh colon man and my top one <laughs> well let me just tell you my favorite emoji because it, it gives you stats it of your, your emoji rankings. use okay yeah my number one is headphones first because i sure. we actually i use headphones in all of our like file naming for podcasts okay uh so that's good my second one is the anatomical heart you the, sent me that. That, that, actually, was, the, that was the fifth one that you sent me. Four smiley faces okay. and the anatomical heart. That's so, it, I wasn't going to bring it up, but that's so funny. You yeah, it turns that. out that's the one because I became really confused about and kind of frustrated with use of heart. I didn't want to communicate I love you when I just like, <laughs> I just like this thing. So, so I started using the clavicles. heart, anatomical heart. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and that is like my number two most used <laughs> thing and kind of gross. works perfectly. Uh, I use the calendar one, and then my my fourth most popular is man face palming. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, and then man with head exploding is, okay. is number. Those are my top five most used emoji, and I use them, I think, a lot. But but then also in there is rolling on the floor, laughing guy, and smiley face, and copy that. So. Well, it's yeah. funny that it's so great that you brought up the heart because we're going to be jumping into the heart a little bit. But I wanted to give a little backstory about me first. Um, yeah. Back in the aforementioned app in 201, I said I don't use them because I find them kind of immature. But then I immediately go against that line of thinking by dumbing down the way I text in order to seem human. I spell mm-hmm. words wrong on purpose. I use too many E's. I exclamation points for everything. I'm constantly uh, oh, yeah. screaming. And I still sometimes will type out the actual words winky face emoticon at the end of a text (laughs) because I am a mess. (laughs) And guess what? Me not liking uh, emojis, science is not on my side. According to a worldwide Adobe report released in July of this year, 2021, 55% of global emoji users are more comfortable expressing emotions through emoji than phone conversations. 67% of emoji users around the globe think other people who use emojis are friendlier, funnier, and cooler than those that don't. And here's the final one. 88% of global emoji users are more likely to feel empathetic towards someone if they use an emoji. That's wild. 
A hundred percent. I'm like, this is so immature. And science is like, shut up, old man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go have some old man soup. By the way, I'm not exactly sure when Adobe had time to make this poll because they seem busy updating there's stuff on my computer yeah, every five your minutes. Computer. Yeah, all right. where are you getting this poll numbers from, you updating weirdos? Um, well, so clearly I am not versed in any of this. And like Amy D, I had no idea that there were different hidden meanings for different emojis. And now I'm even more terrified to use them. Dynamite. Can I get, uh, as has been, can I get one thing out of the way real quick? The K-pop Please. connection. Yes, because I did a little digging. Apparently, back in 2016, singer V of the K-pop group BTS—this is all—I don't know what any of this is—ended a concert or a BTS muster, as they call it, (laughs) by commenting to the crowd, "I purple you." He later explained that it means I will trust and love you for a long time because purple is the last color of the rainbow. What? Okay. What? Ever since, BTS fans, or the BTS Army, as they call themselves, <laughs> have used purple hearts on internet threads when they're talking about the band. Pete, I know way too much about BTS. <laughs> and that's from, like, just two articles. I know so much about BTS. <laughs> I so, cannot believe this. Yeah. So that's uh, thanks. That's a V. Uh, clearly, still <laughs> learning the language. Anyways, so what about the other heart meanings? To see if this was true, that it wasn't just this K-pop thing, I went straight to the source where I get all my hard-hitting facts, Pete. Bodyandsoul.com. You know it. (laughs) There's actually a ton of different websites that have this info, but BNS seemed like the most, what's the word, uh, comprehensive. Because, oh, spoiler alert, websites across the board disagree. So, oh, number one, but so, but no I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. Very, some consensus, but not as comprehensive. So, anyways, the Purple Heart, uh, Amy's friend is right. The Purple Heart can stand for compassion, but also monetary wealth. And, sorry to say this, horniness. Outstanding. I good, mean, yeah. oh, good luck so... with HR, Amy. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, the, when you were asking for a booty call, one of the things to use is a purple heart. It's a purple heart. Yeah. Pete, do you want to guess a few real quick? Just a couple questions? A couple of colors. And I want you to see if you might guess one of the aspects. Oh, uh, okay. Let's well, give it a I'm, try. I'm, okay. Here we go. You, I'm the guy who uses the anatomical heart to avoid this question. <laughs> I want just to see so if you can clear. get it like, from... Because there, there are some connections for two. I'll just give you two, and then I'll tell you the third one, because the third one has no chance. Green. What would a green heart maybe mean? Well, I, I've always seen it as, like, jealousy. Green Correct. with envy. Correct. Okay. Green with All envy. Right, Correct. What about a blue heart? Is, is that not a marshmallow in a cereal, or... <laughs> oh, you're thinking the diamonds and clovers? Yeah. Um, a blue heart, apparently because of... Uh, way outdated uh, gender color associations, it has more of a masculine edge to it. And so it's used a lot like a friend will send to a friend or especially a bro will send to another bro. Okay. Orange heart. This is the last one I'm going to go over because there's a thousand hearts. There are so many hearts for so all many the hearts. colors. Orange heart. Um, or- orange heart Oh, is- you want to guess? Okay. Of course, I want to try. It's. Uh, I'll say it is... Um, uh, uh, cup runneth over heart like i'm my heart I'm, is too full yes my heart is too full is that a thing that's a different heart that's the guy the face the smiley face with hearts as eyes is the highest oh. level of emoti- that's emoji the highest, that you that's can it. send i think I, did, I didn't do it i mean there's millions no but orange heart <laughs> means care and comfort but 
If it comes from a lover, it means they hesitated over the red heart and sent the non-committal orange one instead. What? Yeah, that's a lot. Did I just use the word lover? <laughs> wow. Did I? I was talking so fast. I don't have notes for this part. Did I, that? You did. Me. You used it out loud. If you get it from recorded. a lover, Pete. <laughs> Weird. Okay. A um, non-committed lover. A non-committed lover. A seesaw lover. Wow. Um, so it's all a blizzard of different meanings, and it's yet another language along with French that I'm never going to learn. Um, and as I hinted to, different websites have different meanings for a lot of emojis, so no one really knows anything. And a lot of this is being uh, deciphered and run by youth culture, a very young youth culture, which they can change their memes and minds and meme minds all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and, oh, for instance, I went to the Emojipedia.org. Oh, I that, like that site. Do you really? I like Emojipedia. Yeah, believe it or not, I do. But you know why I check it? Yeah. I check it because they always, whenever there's a new software update, they have a like they keep maintain a list of here are all the new emoji that are coming in the next. And it update. says little dates about when they come out, yeah, when yeah, they were yeah, suggested. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. But yeah. I was hoping that that would be the end all source because I was going to say, hey Amy, you can just go to this site. But guess what? I went to the Purple Heart. And it says yeah. nothing about horniness or wealth, just the BTS connection. And meanwhile, Body and Soul and my other favorite website, Cosmopolitan.com, both talk about the horniness and point to the uh, rapper Dolla Sign, who released Purple Emoji as a sign for horniness or wow. something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, oh, my goodness. So there's no winning. No one knows anything. No. So if you can take a little bit of pressure off yourself, Amy. But yeah, there are ways for you to look up certain things. I would just stick on Cosmopolitan or I would, you know what I would really do? I would do the Pete thing right down the, right down the barrel, straight across the plate. Yeah. I, I, question. Oh, I, uh, please court. So when I'm, when I'm, when I'm emojifying Ooh. things, Gross. So one of the things I'm an iPhone user, and when I'm typing, so I'm opening a new text to you, and when I type, there is a peanut in my soup. <laughs> so if I write that sentence and I hit the little globe guy, the emoji, if okay. I hit I don't the really emoji, the emoji button, okay. If I hit the emoji button, then the words in my sentence that have emoji associated with them. I can tap, and it will change those words to the associated emoji. Do you understand oh. what I'm saying? So oh. I just have soup and peanut, and actually, oh, there are several kinds of soup. I'm going to send you, like, a, a noodle soup, and I send that text. This is my question for you. What I just did was, there is a peanut emoji in my soup emoji, <laughs> without the words peanut and soup. Right. Is this how you emoji? Because this is not how I emoji. I don't emoji, and I get it different ways from different people. Usually, they're always like at the end of a sentence, you add a picture, yes. not use it as an actual. Well, right, part because of at the, the end of a sentence, it's it, when it's at the end of a sentence, what you're doing is is like is indicating tone, right? Correct. Right. That's I what love I, you. You're very friendly. Thanks for this. Thumbs up. I yeah. got it. Yeah. That's how I do it. If I would use it, that's how I would use it. But I have, I guess, people also write out. Uh, someone is like writing a book just made of emojis. In emoji. Yeah. yeah that's a, that's yeah. the thing. So I'm wondering if this is how I need to level up my emojifying of my language and and start using more emoji in 
context, like in sentences, and not as tone indicators at the end. Can I offer up a mitigating opinion? I hope you do. The soup you sent me is horny as hell. <laughs> this is the this soup is a thirsty <laughs> man. Oh man! So I'm not exactly sure if you should. Um, well, I hope at the very least, Amy, you know that you're not alone. No one knows anything. We're all going to burn in emoji uh, fire. And uh, I guess that's it. Pete, do you have anything to end? You're just you're looking at all that soup now, and you're getting all. <laughs> Hot and bothered. Shrug. <laughs> kissy face, kissy face. Hug. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode. This week's tune is Sleepwalking by Light Boys. Coming up next week. So hmm. as you alluded to, yes, we are doing what can only be described as a lose-lose today. <laughs> Pepper, like peppers already have, like, are coming at you swinging. Well, I thought the cucumbers not like are like red nature's... pepper, yellow pepper. Green pepper is the offensive one. I mean, who are we kidding? Green oh, pepper. True. Why are you a pepper? Oh, I just finish, finish the job, green pepper. <laughs> what is it? It's hitting the back of my tongue really sharply. What is the back of the tongue? Is that where you detect danger? It makes the tip of my tongue water. <laughs> it makes it's my like, brain. It makes my brain sweat. It it is. It's like I'm salivating from all the wrong places. God, it's like coming from uh, the bottom of my mouth. Like there's a. I just. It just caused me to discover a gland I did not know existed. I'm What are we doing right now? I'm Pete Wright. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back next week on what's that smell. Because sleepwalking. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh, what a cute little snore. Do you want to practice? Give, no. give it a give it. How would you do an impression of me? <laughs> you do an impression okay. of me, and then All I'll right. do an impression of you doing an impression well, of me. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Daddy loves me. Daddy loves me. Daddy loves me. Daddy loves me. <laughs> Welcome to Watch That Smell. God, I screwed up already. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to a mirror. Uh, Okay, ready, go.